Welcome back to The Reset Rebel with me, Joe Yule. And I'm still in South Goa. Uh, our fifth episode coming from the, uh, the fair motherland of India. And I'm sitting amongst the treetops of a beautiful little paradise um, in the south of Goa, near Patnam, um, with a very special guest from the Body and Bone Clinic. Good afternoon. Hello, I'm Miranda from the Bone and Body Clinic. The Bone and Body Clinic, the BBC, the which BBC. feels like sort of like a home from home for me. <laughs> I know it was a joke because I'm English. Uh, I used to laugh to myself when I when we named it, basically, so I could. I'm now live from the BBC, so <laughs> well, you are, and so am I. It's been a while. <laughs> I did used to work there many years ago, Sorry, just like uh, our previous guest, actually, um, the lovely Dee Delaney, who brought me here today with her son. Did she work there too? I never knew that about her. She's a dark, dark horse, isn't she? She certainly is, yes. We've just been doing an interview for the previous <laughs> podcast, so it's kind of like a tag team relay situation going on here. And um, it's it's interesting, actually, because uh, it's not Dee that really brought me here necessarily, although she did yeah. physically. Um I was going to come here a few years ago because I'd had a couple of car crashes and I had a chronic uh, pain situation going on with my neck. And even though I had loads of MRI scans that just said that I had like bulging discs, I was just in this absolute constant, constant agony. And um, I was going to come and visit. I even spoke to, I think it must have been you actually on the phone a wee while back now. Um, but something kind of changed my mind. I think I was a bit scared, amongst lots of other reasons. And but yeah, it's just it's great to actually finally meet you. Um, and it just seems like the work that you're doing is absolutely and utterly incredible. So if you wouldn't mind, just for the people that haven't got a clue what you do, sort of explaining if you can <laughs> in brief what it is that you do as the crows crow in the background. Um, we are the bone and body clinic and we specialise in musculoskeletal disorder basically and when I met Ringo it was about 10 years ago and I met him in South Goa and I had had an accident and I was not in a very good shape but I'd had lots of injury before that and I've been trying a long time to live with injury like lower back pain hip pain I couldn't feel my leg um, I'd been in India um, a few times and I hit my head on a metal bar in a cafe and the doctor said to me were you drunk? I said it was five o'clock in the afternoon. I was buying a coffee, but I, the coffee shop, it was the cafe and they'd moved venue. And I used to go there all the time. And he'd moved venue and he'd actually put the, you know, the cash desk somewhere different. And I just turned and literally launched my head against the, um, the pole. And as a result, I started losing feeling down the top part of my body and... I was becoming rather un, rather frightened that, <laughs> that it was possibly a brain hemorrhage and I was going to die and I'm in India and I can't fly and, and a woman said to me oh I know this guy and I said 
okay and they she went to see him and she went to see Ringo and Ringo said yes yes she must come immediately and I came and he was with another guy another master at the time and I went to see them and within 12 hours I had the feeling back of within my face and within my arm and I thought wow that's pretty special bearing in mind I've been to lots of places had lots of work done before from all different people and um, then I went back to see them and a a few days after the other master left and Ringo said to me you know why didn't you tell me you have you know (laughs) back pain or you've got a stomach disorder why don't you tell me and I said well because for 12 years I've been told that that's just normal and that's something I have to live with so slowly Ringo started working on me and it was just me and him by now and I suddenly realized that you know when you are so desperate and you have lots of you go to lots of people and they say all different kind of things and you never really understand what the problem is to actually be diagnosed properly (laughs) is the first thing you want Mm. to understand what's wrong with you and then if you understand what's wrong with you to have a good practitioner to bring you back from that sorry the dog's chewing the chewing the (laughs) chewing the we have lots of animals here so we're pretty live I couldn't Uh, understand why the chair was vibrating but there's a dog nibbling at the leg (laughs) Uh, food is never enough for him Um, so the idea then was to be a place where people who had tried many things um, and had never been really successful in getting rid of their pain or their problem. The way Ringo looks at it is from a different standpoint. He looks at it from a holistic point of view. So, for example, I have shoulder pain. I have shoulder pain, I go to the doctor, he x-rays the shoulder. There's nothing wrong with the shoulder. Okay, so he MRIs the shoulder and he said, oh, it looks like you may have a tear or you may have some ligament damage. What Ringo does, he looks from the first place that the shoulder function comes from, and that's the spine. So he first goes to the spine, he looks at it and he says, okay, you've now damaged the shoulder because your spine is slightly in the wrong place. So the connective tissue is pulling. So every time you're using the shoulder, say you're trying to do an exercise using your hands, you're slightly imbalanced, so you're putting pressure on that ligament. And so he looks from that point of view. If you look from that point of view, you can then rehabilitate properly. All the work in the world on the shoulder is not going to fix the shoulder. You've made it. You've made the problem. So if you have an accident, for example, you had herniated discs in your neck. Now the likelihood is that you don't use the lower part of your spine enough and you overuse your neck. Mm-hmm. When you have a car crash, if you come forward and the spine acts as a shock absorber, the spine should position itself back. Mm-hmm. If your spine's slightly in the wrong place and then you come into impact injury, then the spine can't naturally heal itself back into the correct position. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that noise is. Excuse us. We've got the full spectrum. This is India. We know this. You know, there's never a moment's peace. It doesn't matter where you are. So, you know, the idea is to look from a holistic point of view rather than, okay, yes, I can see you have a herniated disc. We just had a client. He was with us in Dharamshala. He came. He'd been with an osteopath. 
and he came in absolute crisis and he said I've travelled now to here because I met a guy who said the only guy I trust here in India you are here so he travelled to Dharamsala to see us and Ringo said what's happened he said I went to an osteopath he worked here and Ringo said give me the uh, give me the x-ray anyway the, the vertebra was damaged and he said, but actually the main problem is lower down and all the time touching this section of the spine is not going to fix you. Mm. It's just going to relieve you for five, ten minutes or maybe a week, maybe a month. But it's always coming back mm. because you're using the body wrong. And if you then want to drive a motorbike across India, you better bloody make sure you're in the right mm. place because the impact of an Indian road <laughs> on mm. your body if it's in the wrong place and you have already a compromised situation Mm. so the idea here is to look differently at Mm. the spine and where they're from they are much more holistic in their approach they still remember you know the knee bones connected to the thigh bone you know they still know there's a connection Mm. and for years I keep saying I've got a pain in my hip everybody's only looking at my hip no one's looking at the position of my sacrum no one's looking at the position of my knee no one's looking how I walk no one's looking at my spine you know they only look at one place Mm. Um, so that was that's why we started it and then we then we started to grow then we started to uh, expand and more of his family came from Manipur to help him. And <clears throat> basically, uh, we treat all kinds of things from paralysis, partial paralysis, loss of a use of a limb, atrophy, disc disorder, um, degenerative disc disorder, herniation of the disc, scoliosis, kyphosis, you know, all the this full spectrum of things including children who um, and you know like kids who haven't formed properly in the development of their hip their feet are turning in or outwards you know without putting them in horrible casts or metal things you know naturally with movement Mm -hmm. and they're participating and then they get better and that's really a you know it's a really amazing thing to watch yeah. Sounds like you've got probably one of the biggest job satisfactions that I've um, from from a lot of stories I've been listening to recently. It's nice, you know, a lot of people get to do something they're really passionate about and love, and obviously you've come here with something and seen it work with your own eyes and feel it work with your own body, and obviously that's the biggest endorsement you can receive of, of any kind of profession in this planet. So that's wonderful work. How long have you been here in the south of Goa? Yeah, it's ten years. Ten years mm-hmm. now. So I've seen him. You know, he worked on my mum, everybody I love. <laughs> you know, oh, yes, this is, you know, when you find something really amazing, mm. you just want all the people that you love who mm. suffer all the time to get better. Mm. You know, but you have to be active, actively participating here. It's not for the passive. Yeah. You know, you're not going to lie down and he's going to wave a wand and people mm. say, oh, he's magic. And does he know about my past life? And is he going to, you know, and there's lots of stories about him. You know, he's a real guy. He's the, the kindest guy I've ever met. Um, and really um, amazingly intuitive and professional. And, you know, he doesn't lie. He doesn't, you know, if he can fix it, he'll fix it. If he can't fix it, then I don't know anybody else who could fix it. Because I really have (laughs) tried 
absolutely everything personally to try to fix things. And some things were good. It's not that they're not good. Some things were good, but they're temporary. Or they can fix one part of the injury and then it goes to somewhere else. This is about changing position of your body and then preventing yourself from having injury in the future. Now, I've seen people come to him and like one woman and she's here this, she's just come this for this month to retrain you know, 18 years in a wheelchair written off in Denmark written off 18 years on 11 different types of medication she phoned from Rishikesh her guru uh, asked me um, and I said he'll look at the MRI he looked he said yes um, okay, come. I, you know, I'll see you, and I'll keep you here for free for one month, and I, I will te- let you know <laughs> when you come. <laughs> so we made a, our first disabled room here. We'd been treating disabled patients before, but they'd been out, and we used to bring them into the clinic. So we made the room. Within seven days, she walked. He said to her at the end of four weeks, now it's time to get rid of your wheelchair. She was attached to the wheelchair. Mm. And actually, she came back to India with her wheelchair to give it to somebody. Mm. So, and she runs, she runs a dance club. She went back to Denmark. She's here now. She's for a month here. She's off her medication. She's, yeah, she has her life. And actually, what happened was she was run over... I think it was four times by the same by the same driver he was parking onto her and he thought he was on the curb so he was going on and off her and she was on a bicycle he'd hit her and she was under the car and what he had done was dislocate her hip and when Rigo relocated the hip she was so lucky she had very little atrophy she'd been working a lot in the chair to like strengthen the position of her body she was doing yoga from the chair so when he put the hip back in and then he literally walked her, she could walk. And then she was running. Everybody was like, my God, I just saw her on the beach. Yeah, I mean, literally, she was unable to move herself. You know, whereas other paralyzed patients who've had tumours or are, have metal in their neck, it's a different process. She was very lucky. You know, and that's one of the most extreme cases. Whereas others... And they work bloody hard and they work for months on end. And then he repositions them and trains them to walk. These are people with spinal cord injuries. Mm. So, you know, MS, again, is depending on why it comes and how long he has. You know, everything has a sort of time frame to it. You know, mm. Some things can't be done quickly. You know, and that's the most extreme cases. And then we have the less extreme cases who haven't been able to move their hand for five years, he works for three and a half minutes, they move their hand. (laughs) Which is a sign of, you know, five years, everybody's been looking at it, everybody's touched it, and in three and a half minutes, this guy in India puts it in and then I move it. I mean, how is that, how is that normal? You know, when you see that kind of thing, you know, the gratitude towards, um, you know, finding somebody you know who has really a, an amazing talent to really help people mm. 
and he does. What, what's his training in though? Where does it? Where does this come from? Is it just a natural gift? Like is he a you know a, like a medicine man or what would you call him? Well, they're called mybas. They're called mybas uh, in Manipur, medicine, men of medicine. Um, my Hidak is the system of medicine. Uh, we got married first in a court. Uh, I was I was in a pair of plastic trousers and a plastic mac. It was raining so much. <laughs> That's very romantic. Very romantic. And we ate brahmi, which is the the plant of romance. It's called peruk in Manipuri. But then four years later, they they managed to persuade me to put a dress on. I don't do dresses much. I used to for my job, but now I wear gym clothes. So to put on a big dress that's designed for a, a girl at four foot ten, being five foot seven or six and a half, but I pretend seven sometimes. Yeah, with a big skirt made of cardboard. I mean, it's just the hugest dress you've ever seen. They had to make it specially because I'm so huge. We then got married, and his mother then told me she believes he has come again. And her great, her grandfather, Ringo's great grandfather, was the most famous bone fixer from Manipur. He, during the war, fixed many of the Japanese, because the war, Japan and England fought a war during the Second World War there. And he fixed all the Japanese soldiers. They built him a hospital, the Japanese government. And she lost her father and was brought up with him, and she assisted him. And she trained in a system that Ringo's brother does, and she trained her, his brother. When she looks at Ringo, she believes he, her grandfather, has come again in Ringo. And she also believes that her husband's god-grandparent, who is the most famous warrior in, Mar- Mar- uh, in Manipur, uh, has come at the same time. So they believe he is two men reincarnated at one time, two god figures reincarnated at once and they knew he was special from when he was little. He was fixing dogs when he was a tiny boy, he's got bites all over him, he used to fix dislocated legs, hindquarters horses, I've seen him do buffalo, cats eagle, I mean he's just all the time fixing so I think he has something God gave him, or he reincarnated, or he knows things that I don't know how he knows it. He's sometimes quite, he speaks sometimes at night when he's asleep a different language, and I don't even know what it is. It's not Manipuri, I don't know what it is. You know, he wakes up, he said, I've got to find this plant. How does it? Okay. He goes, I'm just going, I'll be back. You know, we've been in forests, he's gone to collect something. He knows something about something that I don't know how he knows, like some kind of... But in Manipur, this is quite normal. You know, they are men like shaman, what we would call shaman, they're maiba. They communicate with the nature. So Manipur is a place, it's a very different place. It's hugely spiritual and hugely linked towards nature. And their medicine predates Ayurveda. It's a part of the Himalayas but it's a fertile area. So you drop something in the ground and it grows, and the, cons- the components of it are much stronger than any... Like, we grow medicine here in Goa. Mm-hmm. When we grow in Manipur, the component is completely tiny, weeny plant, but a hundred times the you know, strength of something you would grow here. 
so we have to bring lots of our medicine from there to use it so he then this is what she thinks he was fixing since he was little and then he used to fix the kids as well he'd say come here I'll fix your knee so he was doing it he then met another master Um, he's always been training exercising, martial arts fighting, street fighting extreme exercise you know he's a he's that kind of guy Um, then he decided to leave Manipur and go to university so he went to Gujarat he went to Gujarat uh, to MS University he was there, he didn't have any money to leave the university when the riots happened so he was locked inside the city he lived in the campus he was the only student left and he saw them massacre each other 3,000 people in Gujarat and he then went so I've heard of Gujarat but that's maybe the reason why I don't even know where it is or well, Gujarat is a, an amazing place mm. uh, it's in uh, I've never been there he wants to take me but every time we have any time off it's really hot and I don't do so well in the heart being English <laughs> my blood boils quickly so uh, it was I think 2001 something like that 2000 2001 and it was the riots and the Hindus and the Muslims rioted and they killed each other and it was a absolute horrific bloodbath and they just locked the, the gates of the city and they let them do it and being a young man at that time there he couldn't afford Manipur is very far from Gujarat it would take seven days to travel and he didn't have you know when he Manipur is one of the poorest states in India. It has the highest literacy, but it's the poorest state. Mm. People are clever because of the food, but they have no rupee. You know, they're very peripheral. They're on the edge of Burma, you know, and you keep it unstable because it's a peripheral state. Who wants to invest where the Burmese could come and take things or where the Chinese can come in and take things or, you know, Mm. peripheral states or Kashmir, you know, it's... It's actually had longer, it's been fighting. Uh, Revolution has been there. It's the longest ever recorded revolution (laughs) in history. (laughs) Kashmir is relatively new. This is very old. You know, so they've been fighting for their right to be independent because it's so far away from Delhi and the investment there is very little, limited. Um, And the people are, you know, he went, he went over to Gujarat. He decided he wanted to leave Manipur. He wanted to study outside. If you don't have money, that's extremely difficult. But he is a resourceful kind of guy. And he did two years, and then he did not re- complete the next year after the riot. He left. I think it just... He never really talks about it, but I think it was not a, a good time. And then he joined with a master... And he started training with a master. Um, and he's all the time training. All the time. And he does extreme But people come here for, from all over the world, basically, to get healed. They kind of come to you and you assess them. And what's the kind of, like, process to kind of work out whether people should be spending time here? And how long do people come for? It really depends. People usually do an online assessment with me. Um, then I put piece together enough information for him. Then I give it to him. Then he says, yes, it's possible. I'm not sure. I need to see them. 
um, or yes it's around this kind of time it really depends some people are short term other people are very long term usually uh, on average most people are with him for four to eight weeks period time time wise two weeks is very short for him mm. uh, because he says you're going to feel pain really for the first two weeks where we exercise you mm. and uh, after that um, other people are <laughs> sort of in tours of duty yeah. Helen who's quadriplegic is in her second year with him um, uh, other Rick's in his first year now Michael's revisiting after four years you know every it all depends but you know usually we do an online assessment and then we can make that kind of decision what's your thoughts on sort of pain or chronic pain because i feel like you know two years ago i was definitely in chronic pain and i haven't apart from having some treatments in ibiza where i live i've not had anything major different what kind of treatment were you having and just like craniosacral and some mild manipulation, fascial release stuff. Um. And what was wrong? Where was your pain? In your neck. Mm. And you had whiplash. Mm-hmm. So, well, two, two car crashes, one whiplash, one car rolling, and then another one where I jumped up into a wall and crunched my neck from above. Oh, yeah. So three really major good. neck injuries in a row. I'm quite unbelievable. And how many herniations did you have? No, no herniation, just bulging discs. There was nothing yeah, so, on the MRI so that really showed that I should so be. Where, where was it? Where was the? Where was it in the neck? Can you remember? Up the back top. of my neck. No, top, bottom. C two to C six. Okay. So, if you, if your body's in a relatively good position, say you don't have any other injury, mm. the body can heal itself for sure. It re, mm. you know, a bulging disc means that the disc now has because of the impact come out slightly of place Mm. Um, if you haven't subluxated which means move the vertebra which has caused the bulging (laughs) then the bulging can retract over time Mm. Um, I mean I mean I think what I was going to say was more that I I don't feel like I had anything done specifically to alleviate that pain but I think somehow I've kind of just got to a point in my life where I've kind of like accepted it and it's almost it's not like it's gone away because it's always going to be there in my head yeah yeah it's just always there but I think do you think that some people maybe sometimes get to a point in their life where they just you know obviously some people come here with much worse things than others no no I I know I sorry I get what you mean Joe. uh no I I Yes, people accept it because they have no option for it. Lots of time here. Like there's a guy here. He's from England, and he came and he came to support his daughter who was in chronic pain. She just couldn't work. She couldn't do anything. So he actually came to support her. He then said, "Oh, I might as well, might as well have a go," you know. And and we said, "What's wrong with you?" He said, "Oh, my knee." And so he said, "Okay." So we go put his knee in, and now he's using his knee. Never for 30 years hasn't bent his knee so now he's using his knee and then he's starting to exercise and he said now we've worked on the spine and the hip position he came back he took his daughter back she's well unbelievably off medication that they've put her on for the last four years or whatever length of time she's now better she has no pain she's getting on with her process he came back and he said you know why because I never realised I forgot how much pain I have because I just lived with it (laughs) and I lived with it every day Mm. and it was like an old friend and I just got on with it and now look at me Mm. 
Yeah. And he's still working through the process. But you, my mum, you know, my mum, bless her, she... That, that's what I find fascinating though, about human beings. It's like, you know, we are very good at putting something on the back burner. If it's, It took me two years to basically understand that. I probably wasn't ever going to find a way to fix it. So I, I, just, I just find that an incredible thing that you can do that as a human. There is a way to fix it. And that's, that's the point to hear. And you are participating to fix it. That's the beauty of it. You're not just... Um, oh, you know, uh, I'm just going to lie down and someone's going to chop it off and then put it back on and then I'm going to heal and then, okay, now I don't... You know, because that's sometimes the option. What's going to happen is eventually it's going to move the pain. Mm. So something will happen to you and you will already be in a compromised situation and then it will go somewhere else. Like Lots of people come in and they say... Oh, I had back pain 20 years ago, but I learned to live with it, and now I don't have back pain. But I've got this really weird pain in my hip and now in my knee. And he says, well, guess what? 20 years on of that condition has made you start to compensate your body. And now you're 20 years in to now compensating, and you still have the injury. So it's not like it ever really goes away. We, our bodies just start to change and adapt. Okay, so like scoliosis... You know, lots of kids are here with scoliosis. Even adults are here with scoliosis. And what happens is they're in a particular place. Then they start to move and they carry on. And the doctor says, oh, it's only scoliosis, get on with it. Then they start doing things like maybe they're doing yoga and they stand on their head. They then make injury in the neck in scoliosis. And the only option we have is to now treat the scoliosis. In scoliosis, you can't just treat that injury. So, for example, you have neck pain, you're used to it. It's got better, you can live with it, you sleep well, you try to forget it, some days worse than others. But then you're doing some exercise and then you start getting shoulder pain and you start thinking, oh, I haven't had shoulder pain before. Wonder what I've done to my shoulder. Maybe I just rest the shoulder. Maybe I try to relax it out. It's just gone somewhere else. The body's changed its position. You're now using it differently. If you just sat and didn't use it, then maybe it wouldn't go anywhere. But the fact of our human beings use and work through it other people are lucky a a herniation or bulge can retract great it got better it's now not on the nerves you don't feel it great it's it feels better but the fact of the matter is that alignment and using the body well when you get older really saves you from further injury that's sorry i don't I'm just sitting there going, oh, that's interesting because now my lower back is really not good and my hips are really hurting. And I'm a yoga teacher, so, and I, you know, I've been doing a lot of yoga stuff to try and fix it. But I'm fairly certain that what you're saying is that these other ailments that are cropping up, as other people must be experiencing the same thing. But I thought, oh, my body's magical. It's learned to accept this pain. And I know that that has happened to me in the past when I've hurt myself. I've managed to. You can know. heal. Well, you can heal. Yeah, I don't. Well, I know that the you know the the discs haven't moved. Nothing's changed in my neck, yeah. you know, and I can feel it my myself. I don't think anything's changed, but I it is it is clearly compensating further down in my spine, even my ankle. Like I, there are changes that have occurred as compensation. So that's a, that's an interesting point, I think, for a lot of people that think they've learned to cope with a certain type of pain, and I think that we feel that colic pain you do get to a point in it where you kind of give up hope that it's ever going to change that you're ever going to find a magical fix because a lot of 
Western medicines and, you know, chiropractors and, you know, osteopaths are amazing people and they temporarily fix it. But, you know, I've spent thousands and thousands on going to see chiropractors and osteopaths and people that do a fusion of both or fascial release or massages or, you know, manipulations. And it, it just doesn't last. I think, I think um, all practice is good, for sure. But I do think that we like a car say you have a car I don't have a car but say you had a car and after a certain number of miles you put it in and you have a test you know and you check is the oil balanced are my wheel tyres balanced or you know when I drive it am I going to get the maximum amount of performance out of it or am I going to keep putting too much uh, petrol in it and you know and it's the same with the body if we use the body if we use the body then we need to Make sure the body is in the best working order that we can. The problem is that when you go to see practitioners, you probably go one time every week or maybe twice or three times in one week and then the next week have a rest. What we do here is we get the people for four weeks, six weeks. We work every day, five days a week, two to three hours a day. We know their mood. We know how they move. What we're doing is training them to bring their body back and Ringo is facilitating change. Mm-hmm. And because, only because I know, you know, I've taught yoga and I don't teach it now because it's a huge responsibility. Huge. And basically, so I look at a sea of people, I don't know them, I don't know what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. I'm about to teach them relatively complicated positions in a mm-hmm. two hour period. <laughs> And maybe I'm never going to see them again, or maybe I'll have regulars and I get to see them, but I still haven't checked them skeletally. I don't know about the position of their hip. I don't know if they have scoliosis. I don't know if they have a bulge, a herniation, uh, overextendable ligaments of the knee. I don't know that. Whereas here, I count the exercise, and Ringo has already checked them. I'm already in that room. (laughs) I already know. Then... We make a plan and he says, I will put this back into place, then we begin. Mm. Or we begin and then I'll work here and then we make this plan. And then we see them undoing and the exercises we do are very, it's a system he's designed to bring back the joint alignment. So it's what the body does naturally. And unfortunately, a lot of practice that other people are doing is not a natural position for the body. to just go into this is we use dynamic movement and we graduate within a sequence so you know i say to lots of practitioners your job is the hardest job in the world training people that you don't know i mean you know or even trainers who then have to train somebody i'm really good at training people but if i don't know what's going on with them properly and i haven't got that expertise behind me then it's a really difficult thing to do and that's why i like what we do because i have the safety that i know (laughs) that somebody professional has looked at them tells me we discuss it as together with the client we know all about their history we get to know them we get to know when they're having pain days or they're not in a good mood or they've broken up from their partner you know i i get to see that and i get to guide them just through their own movement and that's a that's the thing that pleases me because from my side that's the thing i like to do and I think lots of people here have come here because it's the last 
last hope, mm. you know, last stand saloon, whatever it, you know, the saying is. Mm. And they come and they say, is it possible? And he said, it's possible. And they say, wow, you know, I've never understood what's wrong and I've never been told it's possible. And that's the key here. So, and people come and say, oh, I'm not that bad. You know, I've only got a knee pain. And he said, no, bad knee, bad life. You know, I put the knee in, <laughs> then you'll feel better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I was I can appreciate that completely. I mean, to, sorry to bring it back to myself, but you know, when you are in chronic pain, my God, I was the most miserable, grumpy, stressed out, and then I, you know, drank to compensate. I did all sorts, you know, popping pills. I was, you know, absolutely a nightmare to be around, and I know that about myself because when the pain kicks off, you know, you, you just have neck pain. Neck pain is possibly one of the worst things you have to live with because neck pain it goes to the brain. It's you never really rest. Your brain is constantly being pulled. The position of your neck and your head, you know, and you never rest. So how can you be happy? Mm. You know, I used to have an idealised thing about the world. You know, I wanted to make the world really great, and I was going to try my best with mm. charity work. And then, I, you know, but actually, you know, when Ringo and I met, we said, okay, we think most of the problems in the world is due to pain because I truly believe when people don't have pain they can do big things so to change the consciousness we decided okay so we try our best to facilitate their release of pain and we show them community with really open heart and it's really open here and if you then understand and you find the solution to your pain and then you really see how people are totally selfless mm. in how they practice here mm. and maybe you have the freedom to go and do something great mm. because I truly believe human nature can be great mm. I just think we're just in pain on, and I think when, you're, when your pain is not there you can deal with all the other emotional shit that we've got to deal with mm. but when you're in pain how can you deal with anything mm. yeah I've had therapy. How you know it was totally useless for me. I had pain all the time. Mm. You know, they said, "Oh, you're depressed." Yes, I'm bloody depressed. Of course, I have pain. Pain is really shit. <laughs> to wake up mm. and have pain, to go to bed and have pain, you live with it. And not and just and not sleeping. Yeah, I can't even put my head on the pillow. It's like no sleep. Just no respite from it. it. Just honestly, God, it was just so. Couldn't pick up any. Couldn't you know? Couldn't even go food shopping because I couldn't carry my bags. I mean, poor me, of course. But you know, it just is debilitating. I mean, you just feel when you've been such a strong person all your life, and all of a sudden you can't do anything for yourself. I mean, you must see bucket loads of it around here. Yeah, and, and some people, some people cope with it better. Some people have much more pain than others, and their condition mm. is not so bad. Mm. It just, unfortunately, <laughs> depends on how much inflammation you have in the body, how, how bad your gut is or not, how, uh, how active the nerve is, position of the rest of the body, your ability to be flexible or not, over-flexible or under-flexible. You know, it's all these factors coming into play. My mum phoned me about two weeks ago and she said, I just want to tell you something. I just have no pain. And I said... Wow, and she said, you know, it feels just great. She loves him. He saved her. <laughs> and she's just like, I just wake up every morning and think, I am so lucky. <laughs> now she had a neck problem for 35 years. I mean, you know, couldn't move. Mm. He fixed it. She went to so many people. I mean, mm. you know, okay, nice people. 
doing a good job, I'm sure, but for 35 years, guys, come on. Mm. <laughs> you know, come on, someone's got to fix it sometime, somewhere. And she had to wait for me to find and get married to a guy mm. who actually managed to fix it for her. Mm. And she's like, wow, first time in 35 years to look over yeah. both shoulders. I mean, how crazy is that? But this is years ago now. But she still two weeks ago phoned me to say, just want to let you know, I have no pain. And she does her stretching every day, five days a week. She cycles, she walks, she's in her 70s. Yeah, I mean, she's just working still. Yeah, so how can we, you know, we have to survive and we survive with all kinds of things. But we were created to be chased by animals, the human race. We were created to undergo huge amounts of stress. But I think we now undergo less stress because we have more pain and lack of understanding about moving our body correctly. I, I think it... Totally, and we spend so much time sitting around on laptops and watching TV and Playboys and game stations and... Playboy? It's, well, that kind of Playboy, so that definitely would be a static position, let's be honest. <laughs> so, yeah, he said to one guy... Lots of, lots of Game Boy. And he's like, how did you know? And he's like, what is a Playboy? I feel really ashamed now. We all know now, don't we? <laughs> My secret is out. And he said, this guy played Game Boy. And he was like, how did you know? And he's like, because you made it. You made this problem. You literally made it yourself. I mean, my God, you made this for hours and hours of sitting playing shit games. I mean, oh, wow. Yeah, but he warned people. He warned of <laughs> don't make boys. your own pain. It's not fun. <laughs> so it comes from all different ways, but the whole point of view is that we're trying to we're trying to make it spread um, so that people, lots of people, come here. They do the exercise. They teach their mum and dad. They teach their brother. Everybody's doing stretching. As long as the body is well, they can do it, and they feel better. Mm. And it's you know, and we're trying to spread it to to make a better place so people can do better things. Because at the moment, mm. I think it's just if I think about things too much, I get really depressed. And at that kind of age, when I start thinking, oh my God, there's the world is filling up with rubbish. We're filling up with war. Everybody just wants to kill everybody else. And I just that's why I sit in a forest in a beautiful place, and I just stretch. <laughs> It's about all I can can all I can handle these days. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. I've had a lot of time thinking about that kind of stuff the last three years when all this stuff kicked off, and thankfully I'm coping a lot better with it now. Although, anyway, compensation stories is an interesting topic. Need, but let's, maybe I'll pop back and see you. Yeah, I think I might need to make one. But on that topic, I, I hate to, you know, I think it's four, and I think you have to go, which is a tragedy because I could chat to you for hours. But um, thank you for making the time. Very nice to see you. We'll be back to the BBC, I'm sure, in the future. <laughs> Here on the Reset Rebel. Thank you so much, Miranda. Thank you, Joe. Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. Coming to you every day.